2016. I'm your podcast host, client manager John Niggle of InTouch Manufacturing Services. InTouch is an American-owned company headquartered in Shenzhen, China, that specializes in everything from quality control product inspections to factory audits, social compliance, and sourcing. Today is our 50th episode, which I'm pretty pumped about. And joining me to celebrate is my guest, George Huang. So please welcome George. It's a milestone, 50 episodes. It is indeed a milestone. George is a fellow client manager from Nanjing. He moved to the U.S. when he was nine. Grew up in Reno, Nevada and attended University of Nevada, Reno. And he's going to be talking with us about social insurance violations in Chinese factories. So this is based on a blog article he wrote in March. And I think a lot of people are, when they talk about social insurance, they're like, well, that's not really something that I care about, honestly, is probably what a lot of importers are thinking. And even social compliance in the broader spectrum is not really on everyone's radar. But it is an issue in China, is it not? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I understand that uh, social compliance is not you know, a huge issue for a lot of buyers from the States. But depending on the clients that you're sourcing for as a buyer, they might have their own standards. And the factories that you're using have to fit those standards. And that's when these issues might come up. So if someone's using a distributor or retailer like Walmart, Target, Costco, any of these major brands, these companies have their own standards for social compliance. They require their suppliers to adhere to. And for that reason, importers that supply those brands should be concerned about how their factories or their suppliers are making their products and what are their compliance guidelines. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so talk to us about sort of the legal aspect of this. How prevalent is this issue in China of not paying social insurance? Let's start there. So China passed a law in the last couple of years in July of 2011, which states that any employer has to provide their full-time employees with five different kinds of social insurance. And these five categories are basic pension, basic medical insurance, work-related injury insurance, unemployment compensation, and maternity insurance. So the reason why these were passed was China has had a huge history of issues with employers not providing the necessary insurance coverage for their employees. And even since the implementation of, of this law, statistics showed that in 2013, only about 242 million workers out of the 770 million were registered for any kind of pension in 2013. Okay, so yeah, it sounds like it's a very prevalent issue. It sounds like, you know, less than a third of the workforce in China is covered by any kind of pension as of a couple years ago. And yeah, it's in violation of local law and most compliance standards, brand compliance, retail compliance standards follow, at least in some sense, local law. So this would be a a violation for most, right? Yeah, that's right. So you mentioned in the article too that both employees and employers are expected to pay into each insurance program. And I guess one of the major points of the issue here is that factories are not required to provide social insurance programs for part-time workers. Is that right? Well, factories are not bound by law to enroll the part-time employees into the programs. But the part-time employees have the option to 
voluntarily enroll themselves if they feel like they need it. And the factories are liable to contribute to the different insurance that the part-time employee enrolls into. Okay, so we've mentioned already the part-time workers, and it brings us into the major question here, which is why are these violations so common? Why is it so common to find factories in China that are, are not providing employees with social insurance benefits? Right. So one thing to keep in mind here is that, as we stated earlier, part-time employees are not enrolled by their employers. They have to enroll voluntarily, and it's not mandatory for them to enroll. So a lot of part-time employees, they may opt out of social insurance because they want to save some money and they don't think that they will be working in such a long term that they will need this insurance. So that's one of the biggest things. And one way that we can see how part-time employees are not so worried about long-term employment is due to the high turnover rates that we see in Chinese factories. A time of the year where we can see the highest turnover rate in China is around the Chinese New Year holiday. And during Chinese New Year, hundreds of millions of workers, you know, a lot of them are migrant workers that come from villages or just the countryside. And when they return to their home villages, a lot of the migrant workers don't return to the factory to work after the holidays. Statistics show that the turnover rate during this time is 15 to 30 percent. And so this shows that, you know, a lot of these workers, they're only there temporarily. They don't want to stay for the long term. And so for them, there's no incentive to really put money into an insurance program that they're not going to get anything out of. Okay, so you mentioned, you know, a lot of these workers, they don't have the expectation to stay at a particular factory long term where they might see the benefit of the insurance plans they're paying into. As we know, the high turnover rate in China is pretty notorious and it happens to affect 15 to 30 percent of the migrant workforce in China every year. And so that sort of contributes to that expectation that they won't need social insurance and therefore they don't feel they need to apply for it. Those part-time workers feel they don't need to be proactive in enrolling themselves into social insurance programs. You mentioned also that due to the turnover rate, there may be some untrained or they might be forced to hire part-time personnel. And that could be another contributing factor to not paying social insurance benefits. Right. So when social compliance audits are performed, more often than not, you'll see that an issue is that, you know, the social insurance is not being paid to all of the employees. And every follow-up audit also shows the exact same thing. So more often than not, it's because those part-time employees that were audited the first time are not there the second time. You know, they've already returned home. They're not coming back. And so the factory had to employ new part-time employees, and they haven't enrolled themselves into the programs. And so that also might explain why it's such a common issue to see lack of social insurance. Okay. What are some of the consequences of continuously seeing these social insurance issues, these violations, where from an importer standpoint, they're working with a factory and they're auditing suppliers routinely, but they might have one or more factories they're working with that continue to show these violations that they're not paying insurance benefits when they should be. What are the ramifications to the importer there? Right. So it's definitely easy as a buyer to just glaze over the lack of social insurance. But it does indicate some things depending on how big the issue is that shows up in the social compliance audit. So one huge consequence of lack of social insurance is that you can see workers strike back to the 
factory. So before when we were talking about this, we were talking about we were giving factories benefit of the doubt in the situation in that they're trying to provide the best that they can, but sometimes part-time employees just don't want to enroll. However, there have been cases where factories have been discovered where they're not paying the right amount of social insurance they're supposed to. And so when these things happen, you can get situations like back in April of 2014 when more than 10,000 workers went on strike at a shoe facility in Dongguan because it has been found that the management has been underpaying social insurance to about 70,000 workers for several years. And so when you get a situation like this, not only does it impact your bottom line because your production has come to a halt, and not only that, if word gets out that you were using a factory that you have been knowingly failing the social compliance, it may damage your brand reputation. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't have to be something like the Rana Plaza collapse a few years ago in Bangladesh where many people were killed. It doesn't have to be a situation that tragic to really make headlines. And really, customers are going to point the finger at you know, a number of people, including perhaps the retailer or the brand. But really, any way you look at it, if there is a strike and it makes headlines, it's definitely going to affect the importer in one way or another. Yeah, that's right. You mentioned too that underpaying insurance could be indications of some or symptoms of other problems or red flags you mentioned. Do you want to tell us about those? Yeah. So when we talked about earlier about lack of social insurance, we were mainly talking about in situations where only a few employees in the social compliance audit was shown not to have social insurance. But in cases where follow-up audits show that most employees are not covered under any social insurance, that may be an indication to the importer that there may be some issues with the supplier. And one of these issues could be that you know you might be dealing with a factory that's on the brink of bankruptcy. So if every audit you see that the factory is not paying any social insurance, it could mean that you know they just they're running out of money. They don't have the money to pay the workers when they're supposed to, and they can't contribute to the social insurance programs like they're supposed to. And another issue that lack of social insurance might indicate is that your product quality might suffer because the factory is always hiring part-time workers. So there are no experienced workers that are familiar with the product and can make the top quality that you come to expect as an importer. And so this might run into QC issues. You know, in the end, you might get customer complaints. So something as simple as lack of social insurance should not be really overlooked as much as it does. Okay, so to your second point here, the factory, if they're hiring a lot of part-time or trainees, these types of employees could be an indication of high worker turnover, which means that we have, you know, that churn rate is contributing to fewer skilled workers working consistently on your products. So that could lead to some possibly some quality defects or other quality issues, maybe some production delays as well. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. So basically, just to wrap this up here, the importers that aren't really concerned about social compliance, I mean, it is a minor violation. Finding social compliance as a violation sort of in and of itself is not going to fail most social compliance audits like those based off of brand or retailer standards or the SA8000 standard. It is a minor violation, but it's something to really look at because it could point to some other symptoms or some other problems at the facility that could raise red flags for 
you know, potential PR issues later down the road, some quality problems. It could perhaps mean that the factory's in financial trouble. If it's not taken seriously by the factory, it may be time to look for a new supplier. Would you agree with that? Right. So, you know, on one hand, it could just be that part-time employees, they're not voluntarily enrolling. And this has nothing to do with whether or not the supplier is contributing effectively or correctly. But on the other hand, it could also indicate that your supplier uh, is in financial trouble and they're, you know, this could ultimately affect your imports. Although it's not something that's a critical issue in most parts, but it's something to look out for. Okay. I want to thank my guest, George Huang, for joining me to talk about social insurance violations in Chinese factories. So thank you, George. It's been a pleasure. And I want to thank our listeners out there for tuning in to today's broadcast. And remind you guys to check us out on our social media channels, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. We've got some daily updates for you guys with industry news tips and advice. You can also check out our YouTube channel for some interviews with industry experts and on-site inspections. And lastly, if you'd like to get in contact with us directly, you can drop us on our company website. That is www.intouchquality.com. Thank you.